0: Today is February the 24th. How does God deliver Israel through Jephthah? Let's find out together as we study the middle section of Judges chapter 11. So yesterday, we saw that Israel sets the stage by calling Jephthah, a man of war, a robber, not a good man, to lead them against the Ammonites. The first thing Jephthah does is seek a diplomatic solution. Verse 12, Then Jephthah sent messengers to the king of Ammon, saying, Why have you come out to fight against my land? The king of Ammon answered Jephthah's messengers. When the Israelites came out of Egypt and stole my land from the Arnon River to the Jabbok River and all the way to the Jordan, now then, give back the land peaceably. Yesterday we looked at that conquest and what took place. And what stands out to us is that that was not Ammon's land. That was not the land of the Ammonites. It was the land of the Amorites. Ammon was further to the east, Edom and Moab to the south. The Amorites lived in the territory that Joshua conquered and that Israel now occupied. But Ammon took that land from the Israelites under the king of the Ammonites. The diplomatic solution didn't work. Jephthah tried to reason with the king of the Ammonites. So now Jephthah has to take a different solution. Now, he starts by responding. Verse 15, this is what Jephthah says. I wonder if the author isn't trying to make a point here. Commonly, before a speech like this, it starts with, this is what the Lord says. This is not what the Lord says. This is what Jephthah says. Israel didn't steal any land from Moab or Ammon. And he goes through the history of Numbers, chapters 19 to 24, where Israel tried to go through Edom, and they offered to pay the land of Edom for any water or food that they would uh, consume. Edom didn't want them, forced them outside of their territory. Same thing with Moab, same thing with Ammon. But when Israel came to the Amorite land, they were not distant relatives of Israel. They weren't descendants of Esau. They weren't descendants of Lot. Israel conquered them. Israel took their land from them. And Jephthah simply reminds the king of Ammon of that. He says, this wasn't your land. This was the land of the Amorites. Now, it is interesting that as Jephthah responds, he begins to say in verse 26, Keep whatever your God, Chemosh, gives you. We'll keep whatever the Lord our God gives us. And then in verse 25, Are you any better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he try to make a case against Israel for disputed land? Did he go to war against them? He didn't. But Jephthah talks about Moab. Chemosh, in fact, is the God of Moab not the God of the Amorites or the God of the Ammonites. He's the God of Moab. There is a bleeding together here of Ammon, Moab, Edom, and the Amorites. They have kind of lumped those four nations together and said, "Uh, we're going to take this land back from you. I think afterwards... They would have worked out how they would divvy it up. So Jephthah begins a military solution. Verse 29, at that time, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. He went throughout the land of Gilead and Manasseh, including Mizpah Gilead. From there he led an army against the Ammonites. And in verse 32, so Jephthah led his army against the Ammonites. And the Lord gave him victory. He crushed the Ammonites, devastating 20 towns from aroer to an area near Mineth, as far away as Abel-Kerimim. In this way, Israel defeated the Ammonites. So Jephthah takes his army and he defeats the enemies. It is very interesting that in spite of the fact that God did not call Jephthah, the author is very quick to say the spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah. This victory is God's victory, no one else's. Now in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, we see something interesting. Hebrews 11:32 How much more do I need to say? It'd take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Jephthah is listed in the stories of the men of faith, or more appropriately, faithfulness. In the verses that follow, The Lord turned their weakness to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Jephthah, what stands out in his story here in Judges 11 is the fact that the Spirit of the Lord came on him. The Spirit of the Lord gave Israel the victory. It wasn't Jephthah it was God's victory. Second thing is in the book of Hebrews, Jephthah is called faithful. He is obedient. At least he was willing to attack the enemy, to go out, confront the enemy, and drive them out of the land that God had given to Israel. Now, his motivation was all wrong. He was doing it so he could be the leader. And he was the leader for about six years. And at the end of the six years, that was the end of it. And he was buried in one of the towns of Gilead. God's victory is always God's victory. It doesn't matter how hard we try. It really doesn't even matter what we do. Even today, God's victory is His Victory. Let's look to Him with whatever problem we have and seek out His victory. Like, follow, subscribe, and share on whatever platform you use to listen to this devotional. If you have a question, Send that to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow we'll look at Jephthah's horrible misunderstanding of God.